Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, LaShawn McCoy met with Tampa Media via a Zoom conference call. But first, Colin Cowherd has some words of wisdom for all of the Buccaneer cynics out there. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Lockdown Bucks Podcast. I'm James Yarko. You can find everything that I'm doing as well as my co-host David Harrison over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is that Fox Sports' Colin Cowherd took to his daily radio show on Fox Sports, and uh, he offered his take on the new-look Tampa Bay Buccaneers and disagreed a little bit with something that I mentioned on a previous show about the continuity of teams in a strange time for off-seasons. But here's what Cowherd had to say. All right, so I'm mostly, mostly agree with um with kind of all of you on sports like we go into season you know seasons and you know we know who the teams that could potentially be good and the ones are a little overrated you and i agree on most stuff you know i've joked for years you like the home run derby in baseball way more than i do i don't get it it's it's batting it's beer league batting practice i don't get it you love it i don't um you love the pro bowl i think it's completely unwatchable i mean it's 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 I'd rather see a skills drill. I'd rather see Lamar Jackson climb a wall and Russell Wilson run around tackling dummies and see how far Patrick Mahomes can throw a football. But here's what I don't get. The cynicism around Brady and Tampa Bay. They're going to kick the crap out of most of the teams they play. This is only the second time in Tom's career he's had, like, unbelievable talent, and this offensive roster is better in my opinion, than the Randy Moss-Wes Welker team. They are stacked at tight end. They are stacked at wide receiver. They have upgraded at running back. Todd Bowles has that defense, one of the best young linebackers in football. The last seven games of the year, they were the number one or number two defense in the NFC. I mean, folks, this was a 7-7 and team down the stretch that had a quarterback with 30 picks and six pick sixes. And we've all watched. Joy and I have sat here for the last three months. They snuck in practices. They got caught by a helicopter. From the social media team in Tampa to what you're hearing from players, they are so dialed in. They were doing practices, which the league condemned them doing. And these weren't just, hey, let's go out and play some Frisbee. This was orchestrated offensive pieces. Brady, when the helicopter caught him, took his helmet off and played tight end because they were giving away stuff. They are ahead of the league. Bruce Arian said this week, Thomas picked it up immediately. Like, I, for all the cynics out there, don't be. Listen, New Orleans roster is probably more complete. But Drew Brees no longer throws the ball down the field. This team's got guys you can throw it to in the flat. They've got better tight ends and better wide receivers. They do the New Orleans. Um, I don't know if they have the pass rushers. 
But Arians, like Sean Payton, is a veteran coach who's won a lot of football games. I, I got to tell you, I don't get the doubters on this. I think they're going to roll a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of us have felt that there's a big advantage to teams like Baltimore, that you got the coach, the staff, the quarterback two years, San Francisco, New Orleans, Philadelphia, where I get a good offensive coach, I get a good quarterback, and, you know, we had no OTAs, no camp, no preseason. I, I, I don't, I, that is true. This is the exception. You've got the most obsessed football player joining and he could have joined a lot of teams, the best tight end wide receiver grouping in the NFL. The two places they had to get better was right tackle and running back, and they upgraded for both. Uh, Tampa's defense is better than you think. I think this is going to be, you know, I, I, hear a lot of, I hear a lot of cynics on it, and I'm like, nah, are you, are you going to tell me that Tom can't pick up this puppy quick? I mean, if I said to you, one guy in the league, Oh, there's this quarterback. He's got a new team, but he's totally obsessed, and it works quickly. You'd be like, listen, I think Bridgewater and Carolina are going to be sneaky good. They don't have this. They don't have this defense. They're in a rebuild, and I like Carolina. Miami's in a rebuild, and I like Miami. This is not a rebuild. This is a Super Bowl roster. This is not a rebuild. They're going to be really good really fast. So... That is what that is what Colin Cowherd had to say. And yeah, it was something that I brought up earlier this week when I talked about, you know, you have these teams like New Orleans who are stacked with talent. They're consistently a, a contender and talked about as a Super Bowl favorite where that continuity is there. That chemistry is already there. And, you know, they're going to come out of the gate a little bit faster than a team like Tampa Bay, who was replacing the most important player on the roster you know, the most important position on the roster with somebody who is the the greatest to ever play that position, but he's played in the same offense for two decades. He hasn't changed systems since he came out of Michigan and, and went to New England. And, you know, Cowherd disagrees with that, with this being the exception. Usually it's true. You know, you heard him say it. Usually something like that, that's true. This is the exception. You know, Brady's out there running secret practices. He's already picked up the offense. We've seen the the clips on on Twitter and Instagram and everything. And, and even Coward shouted out the uh, the social media team. So shout out to uh, to Jill there and and the crew with the Buccaneers social media team. But yeah, I, there's a lot of people that are doubting it. You you can go and and look at that tweet that was this tweeted out from the show's Twitter account. And there are, of course, New Orleans Saints fans in the mentions. You know, oh, the team is old. Oh, you know, Randy Moss is better than Mike Evans. 2007 Brady isn't the Brady that they have now, and and yada, yada, yada. I, I don't normally agree with Coward. I don't. There are some times that he, he goes on his tangents, and I just shake my head and say, what on earth are you thinking? There are other times that he goes on tangents, and not just this one, where I think, you know what, you're on to something. And I think in this case, he's on to something. There's plenty of doubters. There's plenty of cynics. And this team is a Super Bowl roster. It is a Super Bowl contending roster. When you look top to bottom, especially on offense, we've gone over it, over it, over it. This is a legitimate contender in the NFL for 2020 and 2021. Period. They are. You have the NFL's reigning sack leader, 
coming back. You have Jason Pierre-Paul coming back, you know, for a fully healthy season. You have the combo of Levante and Devin White in the middle. You have Vita Vea that came on super strong last year. You got Indomitian and Sue coming back. You got that back end of the defense. I, I, I can't remember who. I think it was Jordan Whitehead that tweeted out on Tuesday about the disrespect for that secondary, and he did it by retweeting a video where Peter Schrager was talking about how good they could be. But he said flat out, don't jump on the bandwagon now. They know what they can do. They know how good they can be, and they showed it in the latter half of 2019. Unfortunately, it didn't result in wins because of turnover problems. That's just a, you know the, the facts. The Buccaneers straight up had turnover problems. I'm not saying it was all on Jameis Winston. He wasn't the only one that turned the ball over. We all know this. We're not going to get into that debate today. But you have an incredibly young, talented roster with a with an old quarterback. I'll, you know, yeah, obviously Brady at 43 years old doesn't factor into the young category. But you got Ronald Jones there, who's young. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they're young. OJ Howard, young. You have Tristan Wirfs at, at right tackle now, young. You have Devin White. You you have second and third year guys in the secondary, along with a rookie in Antoine Woodfield Jr., who we've barely talked about. This team could be something special. So I gotta I gotta get to a break. Uh, but coming back, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about LaShawn McCoy's conversation with Tampa Media via a Zoom conference call. It's a Wednesday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We talked a little bit about Colin Cowherd in segment one. Now we're going to get in to this LaShawn McCoy press conference with the Bucks media. And again, I hope you all sent David your thank yous. Um, because, again, I don't have the audio for LaShawn McCoy. I did have the audio for Coward. That was pretty easy. It was just in a tweet. I didn't have time to sit down and chop up uh, you know, the, the video for the, the press conference for Shady. But I have the transcript in front of me. going to read the quotes off. Going to try not to bumble over them like I did with, uh, you know, with the quotes from Shaq Barrett the other day. So right out of the gate, uh, Shady was asked on why he decided to continue playing and how much Brady and Gronk attracted him to Tampa Bay. And Shady said, quote, I think the biggest thing where I'm at in my career, I had a couple teams reach out. No disrespect to the teams, but it didn't fit. I wanted to win. I wanted to contribute. I needed something to push me. I want to be with a group of guys that want to win, and I think this is the perfect place. You talk about Rob. I've been friends with Rob for so long. Just seeing how he came back, you get that itch to compete. Then you bring Tom Brady here with the group of guys they already had as far as young guys. I want to be part of it. I really do. It's a mixture of leadership with age and also the youth and talent. He would go on to talk about his motivation you know, at this point in his career, and he says, quote, that's the thing also. I started out pretty hot in Kansas City when I got there. Then some things happened, which happens in football. I think another part of it is to go out there and show players and teams that I can still play. I think there are a lot of questions about guys here like that. You know I want to fit in. I want to be part of a group that, hey, we've got things to prove. I've done a lot of great things in my career, but I'm not finished. When I decide to step out on the field and to continue my career, that means a lot. I really dive in. I give it my all, and that can be a lot of different things 
from the field playing to actually helping out the younger guys in the room. I witnessed today that they're so young and I could really help them out for this team and for the future. I just want to have a big impact any way that I can, but I also want to get out there, contribute, and show my worth, end quote. This is exactly what I was talking about on Monday. The motivation behind LaShawn McCoy, who obviously he didn't dive into what happened in Kansas City, but he flat out says something happened. He started off hot, then something happened, then you get into the postseason. He's a healthy scratch for the two most important games for the Chiefs. He's out here to prove something. He's out here to prove that he can contribute. He's out here to prove that he can be a part of a championship football team and not just a spectator with the best seed in the house standing on the sidelines in team-issued gear. Not only that, but then he talks about how talented but how young he sees other players on this team. You got to think he's talking about Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones has untapped potential. We saw him start to tap into it last year, but Ronald Jones is the number one back on this team. Unless Shady really comes in and just absolutely dominates, Rojo's the number one guy. And LaShawn McCoy basically came out and said, I'm going to take this dude under my wing and I'm going to show him how to be successful in this league. He's going to mentor him. He's going to teach him. I don't know. Maybe LaShawn McCoy's future after playing is to get into coaching. Maybe maybe that's his calling that he's starting to discover, that he wants to work with these young guys, and he wants to build them up, and he wants to make them better. Well, maybe when he's done, he's going to get into being a running backs coach. Maybe work his way up to an offensive coordinator and potentially a head coach one day, like Eric Bieniemy, we that he played under in Kansas City. This is what drew LaShawn McCoy here. It was Brady, it was Gronk, it was a young roster full of guys that want to play in the playoffs. They want to win. Mike Evans is one of the best receivers in the NFL and has yet to take a snap in a postseason game. Chris Godwin, rapidly becoming one of the best receivers. No playoffs. Ali Marpet. No playoffs. Levante David. No playoffs. These guys want to win so bad. And that's what, going back to segment one, that's what Cowherd's talking about. This team, from the social media to the roster, are dialed in. They are fired up to play. That's a big reason with all the crap we have going on that we haven't heard about any Buccaneers opting out. This is their chance. This is their opportunity to do something that nobody on this team has done in a Buccaneers uniform yet. Yeah, they have playoff experience on the roster. They have Super Bowl championships on the roster, but none in a Buccaneers uniform. Haven't even sniffed it. And all these players are buying in Because that is supposed to change now. And that's why Shady is here. He was slighted in his mind. And sometimes that's all you need. Bailey brought it up yesterday. You know, we watched the the Last Dance documentary. Michael Jordan would fabricate things in his brain 
to give himself motivation. Things that never even happened to give himself an extra edge of motivation. In Shady's mind, the Kansas City Chiefs screwed him, basically, is, is, is how we're going to look at this. He started off hot, then as he said, then some things happened, and all of a sudden, he's not playing in a Super Bowl, he's not even playing in an AFC Championship, he got, what, two snaps against the Texans? Why? What happened? Did they sit down and tell him, "Yo, we don't think you can play on this team? Did they sit down and tell him, look, you're all right, but we're better without you. And now he's coming to Tampa to say, you know what? I deserved to be on that field. I deserve to be in uniform, and I'm going to show all of you that I still have it. Greg Allman of The Athletic tweeted out a pretty interesting statistic. LaShawn McCoy is one of five players ever with 10,000-plus rushing yards and 500-plus receptions. The other four are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, I brought it up the other day that Shady is potentially a Hall of Fame running back when his career is over. And I, I even said at the time, probably not first ballot, but after a couple of years, Shady could get in. I did not realize this statistic when I said that. When you put yourself in that level of elite class, you have a major major case to be enshrined in Canton, Ohio. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, talking about Shady yet again. He met with the media via conference call. Uh, he was at the facility. He, he went in, signed his contract, immediately hit the practice field working out with Brady and Evans. They The media was finally allowed at practice today, and... There were some major restrictions. Media couldn't move around for better angles for photos or videos or things like that. But we had a little bit of information trickling out. And I can't remember who said it. I want to say it was Greg Allman. Might have been Stroud. That they had these players working in kind of smaller groups. So the group that Shady was with right out of the gate were the big names. It was Brady. It was Evans. It was Gronk. It was OJ. It was Godwin. He's out there working with those guys. He's going to be a contributor on this football team, but he knows there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of things that have to happen. And when he was asked about what that role in the offense was going to be, you know, they asked, somebody had asked if, if Bruce Arians had given McCoy kind of a heads up or, or any ideas to what his role in the offense would be. And he had this to say, quote, yeah, he talked about me probably getting like 25 to 30 carries on a game, depending on, no, I'm I'm messing with you. We didn't talk about that yet. We talked a little bit because I'm kind of late. So I'm trying to get on track with the playbook, getting familiar with the guys. We haven't talked about the roles yet. I'm sure that'll come eventually. I know a lot about him. He's a York guy. I'm from Harrisburg. So very similar, very close. I knew about his offense for a while. He's a hell of a coach. I'm excited to be here playing for him. Then Shady would go on to talk about Ronald Jones uh, and and how he views their dynamic as, as competition. And Shady says, quote, I think in every position guys are competing, no matter if it's out publicly or if it's mentally. Guys are trying to compete, to push each other to get better. It's his role. It's his job. 
He is the guy here, and I want to help him out in any way possible. I see he has a lot of talent. If I can help him out to be any better for our team, I'm willing to do that, end quote. So yeah, again, he's he's filling in that mentor role, taking Rojo under his wing, and comes out and says they haven't talked about roles. Now, we've speculated. A lot of people have speculated. I think Shady's the third down back. I think you're giving the ball to Ronald Jones on first or second down. You got Shady out there to pick up a blitz, catch a ball out of the backfield. Again, even in his limited playing time with Kansas City before things went south, you know, he has back-to-back seasons for the Bills and the Chiefs combined for fewer than 1,000 rushing yards. That's not like Shady. But even when he touched the ball in Kansas City in 2019, he made an impact, averaging five yards per touch. So you're in a third and three situation. Shady slips out of the backfield, gets a dump off, picks up five yards, boom, move the sticks. Let's get the ball into the into the end zone. Let's keep it moving down the field. That's what you're expecting out of Shady McCoy. I am not expecting LaShawn to come in here and rush for 1,100 and and nine touchdowns. That's not who he is anymore. And if he is that guy, what a steal. What an absolute steal for Jason Light and Bruce Arians to bring in that guy for the league veteran minimum. I think he's getting something like $1.06 million for the season. If you bring him in, and he's so motivated and so irritated at what Kansas City did that he busts off a thousand yard season at age 31 and he did it for a million bucks. What else can you say? That is an absolute steal for the Buccaneers franchise. Shady was also asked while he was there on what it felt like being out there with the team, working out with Brady and and all the guys. He says, quote, it felt good just actually seeing all the talent. You know a lot of the names, but just actually to be out there with them and actually see it face-to-face from Brady's handoffs to his passes. I've scrimmaged Tom in the past, and we're pretty cool. Yeah, hey, what's up, things like that. But to actually see him work, he's like a general leading the troops teaching them what he wants in the routes, things like that. I've always been cool with Mike and to see the growth he's had in his career. So it was just cool to see everybody together, playing as one, working hard, guys coaching each other up, trying to compete and push them. At the end of the day, we're all playing for one goal, and that's the Super Bowl. So it was good to see everybody today. That's what I wanted to hear. That right there, and that's why I saved it for the end. When the Buccaneers signed Tom Brady, you know, the the commenter on Cowherd's tweet is right. They didn't sign 2007 Tom Brady. They signed 2020, 43-year-old, six-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady, who can lead these players and coach them up on the field to take them to a level that they have never been before. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Tom Brady has the best deep ball in the NFL. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Tom Brady is going to go out there and be the quarterback that he was 13 years ago. 
I'm not going to tell you that he's going to have 5,000 yards and 55 touchdown passes. That's not who he is. Who he is is one of the smartest, one of the hardest working, the most experienced quarterback in the NFL. There is nothing you can throw at him that will surprise him. And that knowledge, those tricks, those those memories, those plays, everything is now being trickled down. You're teaching Mike and Chris how to run their routes a little bit crisper and where to be to make sure that he can get the ball in their hands. You're teaching the offensive line the best way to protect him, improving their play. You're working with the running backs, working with their hands, working with his expectations of how to help continue a play if something breaks down and he needs an outlet. And with that comes Gronk working with these tight ends. O.J. Howard, as underutilized as he was last year, in our opinion, and as kind of a regression year as he had, that raw talent of being able to block and receive and outrun the defenders, now getting coached up by probably a first ballot Hall of Fame tight end in Rob Gronkowski. I mean, O.J. Howard was good. He's probably going to be even better. That's what you brought in with these guys. It was a chance. It was an opportunity to win a championship by bringing in experienced veteran leadership that can defeat their opponents week in and week out. It was Brady to help the offensive line, to help the wide receivers, to help the running backs. It was Gronk to teach up the tight ends, coach them up, help them learn some tricks, show them why he was the most dominant tight end in the NFL and pass those tricks on to those players. Let O.J. Howard become the next most dominant tight end in the NFL, and now it's Shady. Now it's LaShawn McCoy, one of five players with 10,000 rushing yards and 500 receptions, working with a 23-year-old Ronald Jones, teaching him up, coaching him up, showing him, look, you showed promise, you showed potential, work with me, listen to me, learn from my experiences, and I'm going to take you to that next level, and together, we're going to win a championship. That's what we're here to see, guys. I don't know how you can't be excited about this team the closer and closer we get. With that, I am out of time. I am out of here. We did get a voicemail. I will say this real quick before I sign off. We did get a voicemail waiting until David can come on the show before we can answer it because this is a phenomenal voicemail. I absolutely loved this. It was a great question. I'm really excited to talk about it with David because I already told him I have I have the answer. I have it. I'm ready. And I'm excited to talk about it. So with that, I am out of here. Please 
Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Bucks underscore Nation. And of course, check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're cheering on the Lightning today, playing at 4 o'clock against those disgusting, Marchand, rat-looking, face-licking goons. Yeah, the Boston Bruins. Beat them. Now you're in the driver's seat for the one seed in these crazy COVID Cup playoffs. Love to see it, though. Love to see it. More lightning hockey coming at you today. Can't wait to talk about it at some point with someone because David won't let me talk hockey. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Lock.